what is an empowered woman to you? Happy pussy, <laughs> happy mind, <laughs> and. Zesties, welcome to another episode of Vanilla Zest Podcast. I'm so privileged to be able to speak today with someone whom I consider as an epitome of an empowered woman. Not only I, I am in awe with her accomplishments, but also with her mind. So I've grabbed this opportunity to get to sit down and pick her brain as part of celebrating Women's History Month. She wears a lot of hats. She's an accomplished author, writer, poet, essayist, and speaker who maintains a travel column on TV5's interaction.com and writes for Rappler and Sunstar Cebu's travel section. She has also won numerous awards, including first prize on 2013 Palanca Awards, Cebuano Short Story Category, and 2013 Sinolog Writing Contest, Poetry and Personal Essay Category, and has spoken to prestigious platforms, including TEDx University of San Carlos Talk. Please welcome the unapologetic Jonah of Backpacking with a Book. Yay! Hi, Jonah. <laughs> wow, that's half, of, half of it wasn't true. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for for guesting here at Vanilla Zest. And yes, as I've mentioned, that as part of our celebration of Women's History Month, so I I wanted to ask you on some some questions. What is an empowered woman to you? Ah, okay. Is it the first question? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whichever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, th- so what is an empowered woman for to me? you? To you? Yeah. So it is actually a very subjective question, and of course, the answer varies from one person, uh, from one woman to another. For me, it is about and i often talk about it um can we use bad words in this yes yes we can <laughs> by all so means I, think, <laughs> I had uh I, i've written about something uh and what is success for you and for me it can be easily question i mean transformed into what is an empowered woman to uh to me and for me it's always about Happy pussy, ah, <laughs> happy <yes>. mind. <laughs> yes, I have read happy that article. Mind. Yeah, and what's the other one? Happy heart. Yeah. Yes. So it translates to owning your body and continually growing uh, in terms of emotions, finance, and I would say intellect, and even to some extent spirituality. So for me, that is an empowered woman. And yeah, just owning your own shit and taking the lead of your own life, regardless mm. of what others say. 
Yes, I totally agree with that. And I've read on your on that article that you said that a woman's worth does not depend on her being married and having kids. And yes, mm-hmm. it's it totally resonated with me. But I f- I feel like uh, women feel um, undervalued if they are not married or if they don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Although I, it took me a while to discover this notion that it actually doesn't undervalue our worth. But do you think it's a factor of culture of this kind of mentality or it's the society as a whole? Yeah, I I would say that it is a byproduct of highly patriarchal society. It's not just in the Philippines where we come from. It's all over the world. Even Western women have asked have been asked the same questions by their parents, by their relatives when they reach a certain age mm-hmm. and they're still not married or if they are married and they still don't have kids. So it is the problem of society as a whole, I would say. And I just want to say this out there that it doesn't mean that, you know, coming from a position of a single woman and unmarried childless woman, like I'm disparaging women who actually get married and who actually get or have kids. There's nothing wrong with those choices, but there's nothing wrong with with my choice either. So it's just like respecting our choices and not insisting our set values to others. Yeah. <laughs> because as in like, when you ask a, a single woman like, hey, when are you getting married? I did a single woman would never ask, hey, why did you get married? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why did you have Hey, why did you have kids? It's like, we never ask these questions. So do not impose <laughs> things yeah. that, Others don't, you know, don't consider as a path for their own lives. It's their lives after all. Yeah, it it looks like it's it was the norm. That's why (laughs) that's why people think that you're not normal. That path is not normal Mm -hmm. in a sense. So, mm-hmm. but yes, yes. Uh, do you think right now it has kind of shifted a little bit, right? This kind it has of shifted. yeah, but it it is a process and it's a long process. I mean, patriarchy has been there since society has emerged and has formed, and it would take a while. And of course, even though even the most empowered women or people out there would slip once in a while and would see themselves asking the same questions that they actually hated because it's deeply rooted it's like it's a system that we are fighting against and and that system is very very old so it's not an easy process to to it's not a process that happens overnight yeah yeah you know because i'm married but i don't have kids and in a in a sense that i'm married the like the family or maybe Filipino relatives would always ask me if I cook and I'm not a good cook and they Mm. always say that oh you should cook for your husband otherwise the Mm -hmm. husband will leave you do you know that um that saying I hate it a lot because yeah. I've been asked, like Jonah, you're such a great cook. Why are you still single? Uh, I would always say, 
I always say like because I'm not looking for a husband or for a man who's looking for a maid. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah. problem. That's a problem because cooking and cleaning, we see them as gender roles instead yeah. of role skills. Mm. So for me, if I'm looking for a husband for, or a partner in life, those qualities are like on the top. So like if I ever get married, I want my husband to know how to cook well and know how to clean his own Space. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Because I cannot be that person who will, you know, some men don't even know how to put their dirty underwear in the laundry bag. Oh. And it's like, that's too much. I mean, it's not about gender, it's about life skills. And mm. everyone, regardless of gender, have to have it. But then again, if you're a woman and you don't like cook- cooking, then find a man who knows how to cook. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good thing I found one. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I just eat. But um, oh, yeah. to me... <laughs> although, although, you know, it's like... It's not like me if I if I want to cook or learn how to cook. It's not because I don't want my man to leave me. But it's just because I want to learn that skill. Not, true, true. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out because many still think that when a woman does something, they always think that there's a man behind it. Mm. It's like the same, simple, simple example. I don't wear makeup, but I have a lot of girlfriends who do. And they always say like, men think that women wear makeup for them. Like, shut the fuck off. I said like, why do you think you're the center of the universe? (laughs) And it's very (laughs) It's very So yeah, so yeah, you yeah. do it because you love it, and eh? because you you are curious, and 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 that's a good thing. Speaking of um, women empowerment in our culture and um, in the Filipino culture, when did you discover this um, this thinking? Because to me, it was kind of like I was a bit late in this arena, and mm. I think it's maybe because. I, I maybe I was just stuck in my little hometown. I don't know, but how how is it for you? I think for me, reading plays a vital role. I've been an avid reader since I discovered the written word. Um, I grew up in a very poor family and also in a very impoverished village. And I remembered, I think I was eight or nine that I discovered a very old. Reader's Digest. Mm. <laughs> and then that time, uh, we got a Plan International Dictionary. It's a, a really thick one. Uh, it's like English, Tagalog, and Cebuano. And I learned that there are so many words and worlds that I don't really have an idea or like I'm, I'm alien to them. And that's how it started, that the, the early cultivation of reading. And then when I was a uni student, uh, my reading, because I, I, like, I studied in the city and I had more access to books, good books, and I encountered a lot of writers that resonated with me. And I would say that women writers have left a huge impact in how I live my life. Mm. So I think that's how it started. And also that's how I realized I noticed 
all these gender-based inequalities around me. So that we expect a lot from women, but less from men. Like we always say, like men are men, boys will be boys. But when it comes to girls, there are so many restrictions yeah. that we have to deal with starting from an early age. So, yeah, I think it's it started with reading. Mm. And now that you've pointed out, like, you know, there's this um word, the word slut. So it's like it's the the actual meaning is like really a woman who casually has casual sexual relationships with others. But there mm-hmm. isn't any male equivalent. Yeah, there is a male equivalent, but it doesn't have the same stigma that women suffer from. Mm. For men, it's called man whore. Ah, <laughs> yeah, okay. But, but it's, it's still... glorified. It's glorified. Like, yeah. oh, you can have as many women as you want. or you like, And that's like, you are celebrated. You are glorified. But if you are a woman and you identify as a slut, it's like you're the most degrading human being out there. But... Yeah. I think it's high time for actually for women to reclaim that word. Like if, mm. if, it, if someone if someone actually calls you a slot, you say thank you. I own my body and I am having the best sexual experience there is. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's shame. Why not women own the term? Yeah. I, I had this very uh, anecdotal experience. The word was bitch, even though I've read recently that calling other women bitch is actually harmful. There was this colleague who was calling Siri to Google something for him. And I think the internet connection wasn't really good. And he was so annoyed that he called her bitch, like bitch. And I was like, we were next table with my girlfriend. So I said, yes, did you call me? <laughs> my, my girlfriend said, my girlfriend said, I just laughed. Yeah, because, you know, women have to play an important role in reclaiming these words. If we are ashamed of such words and we ourselves put a stigma on ourselves, then no, prog- no progress can be done. So mm-hmm. if someone calls you a slut, say, thank you. Yes, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, words are very political and we can use them to fight against uh, gender-based inequalities like this. So, yeah. Yeah, well well said. And that's a very good point. That's like really <laughs> reclaiming, reclaiming the words. The, I, yeah. I read somewhere, I'm not sure, but... It was like in the social media that you shouldn't call. I don't know if you're you're you agree with this. Like about the word human because it's man. Does it have? Do you think it's <laughs> like uh, people actually like do like the I, like mm-hmm. the activists and stuff? So I don't know if you agree with it. Mm-hmm. Not really. I, it's the same with history and her story. Like history is. Called mm. as such because, I well, honestly, men are in the early age are the historians. Um, no, I mean language evolve over time, and humans don't exclusively exclusively belong to men. 
Mm. And I mean, it's about humankind and humanity. And it's not, well, I mean, it's still a work in progress. It's not just exclusive to the men population. And but that's too much of a stretch, yeah. no? <laughs> it's a stretch, right? <laughs> I, when I read that, I was like, oh my God, like it's, I mean, to me, although words are powerful, but I mean, the meaning of the word anyway doesn't, you know, doesn't really uh, just so mean men. So woman is also from a word man. So instead of woman, what should we <laughs> say? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But also languages have actually among the languages, English is has the worst evolution. Mm-hmm. Um many languages don't have gender. Take Siguano, for example. Our pronouns don't have he or she. Ours is always neutral. So Sia, like guapo mm-hmm. Sia. You know we're talking about a guy because there's guapo, which is a male adjective. So it's like he's handsome, guapa sha. She's mm. beautiful. So, in terms of language or linguistic evolution, English is actually very far behind from other languages because now they are pushing for gender neutral pronouns. Like, if you don't know the person's gender and if you don't know what gender they identify with, it's now politically correct to say they instead of saying, mm. saying he or she. Mm. But we don't have that problem in Cipuano because ours is Sia or yeah. and that is inherently neutral. So that's why, damn Cipuano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of saw that 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 the Google Translate is kind of sexist. <laughs> of course, it's AI. It's still behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, oh, maybe the one who programmed the AI is also very sexist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, you know, as I said, language is still very political and yeah, sexism is a huge part of it. And if we equate cooking with female, then of course the, the, the translation will be a mess. And also cannot be trusted. I mean, Google's translation, yeah. like, 80% of it sucks. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now we move on to around the relationship area. So mm-hmm. I would, I'm just wondering what your thoughts on like women waiting for him to put a ring on it. That's like, you know, like always the um, thinking, doing it indirectly for him to put a ring on it or something. What are your thoughts on that? that I hmm? I, I, by the way, I have two sets of wedding rings already. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> two sets. Yeah, I, my my simple answer, if you ask me personally, is like I don't wait for him. I buy my own. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I bought this. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah so, but it's personal. If a woman has no problem wait waiting for. I have problems with waiting. I'm so impatient. So, but if a woman has no problems with waiting, then let her wait. But if she cannot wait any further and she knows that they are meant together, then why not propose to him or ask him directly, hey, I want my ring. Where is it? No, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, what's your plan? If we are not aligned, we're not in the same page, and then break up. What's the point yeah. of waiting for any 
years leading to nothing, not really nothing. You will have life experiences, some beautiful memories, and at the end, yeah, it will go downhill. But yeah, if you're not ready for that, I mean, if he's not ready for that, then why wait, chase. right? Yeah. yeah, why wait? Yeah, because again, personally, one of my the virtues that I don't have is patience. So maybe that's the <laughs> reason why I get too sad. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good one, though. Like, I think for me, if I wouldn't have been married, I would buy also a very nice engagement ring for myself. Yeah. yeah I also, it's also, it's very, very nice. Handy. No? I, love, yeah. I love traveling alone. And when you're a woman and you're traveling alone, and it's like, oh, where's your boyfriend? Where's your husband? I was like, oh, I'm married. I just left him at home because I want to be alone right now. I don't want any men around me. <laughs> so it's very useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember as well when my husband and I were just starting out. And because he was my first boyfriend who is not Filipino, then I mm. was around like, late 20s at that time and i i have this idea that white men are actually not loyal <laughs> for some really? <laughs> i have because of the movies that you see right like i don't yeah, know like, yeah. <laughs> because of so in my defense, I was very ignorant at that time and maybe I watched too much Hollywood movies and I was raised in a conservative home. But yeah, I had that idea before before I met my husband. So the lesson here is to educate ourselves, right? And now that with the advent of internet, information is right at our fingertips. We just need to get the right sources of information. Yeah, so sorry for my ignorance and I know better now. So back to our conversation. You know, like really pointed out that if you're not serious, then let's not just go on. Oh. Yeah. But that was the first time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get a, a very nice anecdote on that one. I've just read it and it can be applied to all races. Uh, it says like, if you encounter something, a, a negative trait, do not blame the entire race. Exactly. Blame the individual. <laughs> <laughs> Poor him, right? At the first yeah. instance. <laughs> yeah, it was like... <laughs> And now you're married. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I actually told him to get tested before. Like good. Before you had sex? Yeah, same. Same with my boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's a it's a good uh I mean, people would actually think that it's it is yeah, I mean it's the same with the rest. It's like there's a stigma going on about HIV and AIDS and other STDs, but if you are really serious about someone and you had a history of having sex with others and protected sex with others, then if you really want to build that trust, yeah, it it is best to have a test. So I did that with my boyfriend. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then that was also my like 
maybe a signal for me that he's also serious because I told him I was in the Philippines and he was in Hungary at that time. And I mm. told him to get tested and I was surprised that he really got, got tested. So, you know, so it was good. <laughs> But you have to do it though every six months or every year. <laughs> uh, but I do I do in my own like um you know yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the yeah, woman yeah, yeah. thing but it's for yeah it's, it's actually important like for overall health <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yes what are other system and social injustices that you think hinders women fully utilizing their full potential there are many if you actually break down uh women empowerment issues it will go down to educational gap uh gender pay gap and also like child rape domestic violence marital rape and a lot and a host of other issues but yeah i think i would focus on gender pay gap and educational gap so it's like still and and it's not just philippines but many other developing countries that if you are very poor and you have a, a daughter and a son most likely you will choose a son to for him to pursue his tertiary or high school and tertiary education because at the back of your head as a parent your daughter will end up as someone's wife and it's the son's duty to look after his family his parents And that's the case in many developing countries. We're talking about India or Pakistan, Afghanistan, or in many African countries. So there is a huge gap between girls pursuing high school and tertiary education and boys pursuing the same uh, career path. And also the one that I'm really experiencing is the gender pay gap. So... In Vietnam, it's everywhere. In Vietnam, the subject that I'm teaching is very demanding. And, you know, you're not allowed to disclose your <laughs> salary, your monthly salary. But when it's pay time, and then it's a, we have a very funny system here that we are paid in cash. And you mm. unintentionally see someone's payslip. And you would wonder why his, say, earning as much as you do when his subject is not as demanding as yours or why is he earning more when you are teaching the same challenging subject and of course it boils down to gender and also to skin color ah, so yes. yeah so they are connected they are connected that if you're a woman and of course if you're a woman of color your salary won't be as far as your white male colleagues mm, and yeah. that's the reality that many women are especially women of color are experiencing right now yeah i've even experienced that in dubai as well so that's why i was not that happy in a sense of the working environment there and but at least here in australia so far it's it's pretty good so Although, you know, like like with the advent of this COVID-19, I think that has also opened up to some Asian, Asian you know, racism more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, because of that. But so far here, it's pretty good in terms of that. It's not that worse than other parts of the world. Then I mentioned to you, I think earlier that, I mean, like before last last week, with the with Unilever, they have stopped using the word normal in their products. Well, I, for me, I guess to to me, when I really look at their products before, like having like normal to dry hair or dry to normal skin, I didn't really think before that it's actually offending others because maybe it's really embedded in the culture that. Mm that um, I don't think, I didn't think that it's not inclusive. I just wanted to ask for you as well, that when you looked at the, their products before, did it trigger some thoughts like, oh, this is not a, an inclusive product? Something like that. Mm, you know, coming from someone who doesn't have any issues with her hair, of course, it is not. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> I have no issues because I'm genetically gifted. I like I I do nothing. I don't even brush my hair, and I just shampoo every day, which they said is not really is that, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, but I'm Filipino. I mean, we wash our hair every day. Really? We are doing it now. It's in the, it's in our culture. But when I was a uni student and I got interested in copy design, that copy writing, what you see in everything, matters. And mm. and also some of my influences in uni were black women, and that's when it started to see things from not not necessarily from my perspective because as I said I don't have problem with my hair, but just imagine being a black kid, and then you would go to a supermarket and you go to the sh- the, the shampoo shop hair care section and you see all these like an entire row of products that say normal mm. and you can, and you don't see you don't identify with the woman in the picture which has mm. straight hair ah, yeah. let's imagine how traumatic that is to to the black community and of course uh Unilever, which is one of the biggest pollutants in the world. The plastic pollution. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I know, that's a different topic, but let's get yeah. to it. <laughs> Do you want to be politically relevant, socially relevant? Of course, you have to change that. Because in in terms of uh, consumerism and in terms of black population how much do they use per month for certain products hair care is a massive massive industry for the black community if and if unilever want to profit from that population they have to cater and of course they have to change their branding because everything i'm that type of person when i poop or use a toilet. Oh, yeah. I look at the fine text in products. I, I love oh. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> look at these very, you know, certain chemicals that you're not supposed to use. I say like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> <And> it's, I, <laughs> I educate myself well, even while I'm 
<laughs> well, that's a good idea. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it. I get what you mean now because yeah, to me maybe because like as you said, like we didn't had issues with our hair or anything mm. like that. That's why we didn't thought about it. But it's good now that brands are being more inclusive. However, I'm just thinking whether because they've also they've also changed now the skin. So oh. I'm I'm curious how it will turn out in the Philippines. You know, because Philippines the whitening products. Oh yeah, the whitewashing. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. I'm quite I'm quite um I don't know how it will play out there maybe they will still retain it because of the culture yeah of the culture of you know being whitewashed for years I mean our education system is why McDonald's is why we play basketball and basketball courts are everywhere it's so hard to unwhitewash a mm. country that has a very long history of colonialism and it, ha- it it's not just philippines it's all over asia vietnam mm. is a lot worse oh really uh, yeah i mean like for example in my case i'm very dark even for a filipino i'm dark for example if you're filipino and you're dark it will be a lot harder to find jobs uh oh. if also it's a lot if you're black yeah you're at the bottom really the bottom of racism there's always a black man or person at the bottom and it's everywhere it's everywhere and of course media and entertainment industry play a big role on that one and it's still in the like deep in our psyche that we are inferior and mm. And and we, if we can do like personally do something to fight against this inferiority, then you have the need, especially if you're growing, like the need to to do it. If you think that a brown person is not as at par with a white person, then you do something like whitening your skin. Mm. To some extent, like when you reach a certain age, that you just do it because it makes you feel good. Mm. I would say like like some friends love. Making the hair blonde, mm. right? Maybe yeah. I don't know, but maybe to some extent, when you reach a certain age, you just do it because you feel good about yourself, and it doesn't necess- doesn't necessarily have any political undertones. But I don't know. I don't really know the answer. So, but will whitewashing continue in the Philippines and in Vietnam? Yes, of course. That would go on forever. I mean, yeah. I just remembered that um, in Netflix, there are a lot of some, like some Filipino movies. And my husband always says, why are these Filipino celebrities doesn't look like Filipino? <laughs> and even the, even the um, Miss Universes, He yeah. he said like it doesn't look Filipino. Like why do they represent the Philippines? And I was just like laughing because oh yeah, that's that's us. That's how we, how it is there. Like that's just yeah, how it is. I, yeah, but also it's troubling. Troubling. Yeah. Because from the very beginning, there's no such thing as Filipino. 
and <laughs> we are uh we are mixed and that makes us filipino i mean yeah malay we had the malay blood blood chinese then hispanic and then american and if we actually do a dna test of ourselves a mixture of everything but of course like the ones in missing and also i have a problem with them but then <laughs> yeah. they are not really we cannot really say that they're not filipino how <laughs> yeah know. but then again most i would say like most miss universe don't really like all these beauty pageants don't really show the real essence of a woman because i mean if a real if the real essence of a woman is long legged very skinny big boobs those beautiful bouncy hair then 90% or 95% of the women population will not make it into the cut i mean it's just like a it's pretty much like instagram it's a curation of a certain image and of course what should we do actually is demolish all those beauty <laughs> a lot of filipinos will cry <laughs> yeah 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 it's like like it's a um sporting event already like you know the, the yeah. uh, it's like it's But either for filipinos it's like boxing or beauty pageant yeah, yeah true <laughs> true and also i'm not a huge i'm not a huge fan of those pageants but i like the the wit and the puns that come after you know those comments trolling in like, yeah. making fun of their answers making fun of their gowns i really like <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's quite yeah. funny and and yeah. you know like especially when when the pia words back time that there was this mistake in the in the announcement oh, yeah. those those memes it's very funny yeah true and we are grammar nazis as well yeah <laughs> it was oh i remember also just major, recently major one mm-hmm. yeah major i think because Fili- because filipinos we don't because we don't really it's not our native language english hmm. so we really try to learn the grammar and that's why you know every every wrong grammar is like always being nitpicked <laughs> yeah true that's true which is actually sad because our our in the philippines i think it's in the it's only in the philippines that we value english so much that yeah and also accent that if you don't sound filipino you are smart like yeah <laughs> yeah i i actually yeah i didn't like that part as well like to because in the philippines if you talk very good english like just like just like me and maybe maybe a different accent not like yeah. the regular like filipino the call center accent, accent. Hmm? the call center accent yeah yeah <laughs> So it's like you're you're regarded as you know like not yeah not smart or not sophisticated or something. Yeah, true. Yeah. Which is but up, it which it's is actually up. also prevalent all over the world anyway. The accent. Yeah, but accents are are here forever. I mean, yeah. if you if you're an American, you can't tell who's from Texas and who's from North Carolina. So it's everywhere, and if we pin someone's uh value with his or her accent then that's problematic <laughs> yeah yeah
If you have a superpower, what would that be and why? Just like, just like uh, Miss Universe pageant, Jonah Baring. <laughs> if you have a superpower, what would that be and why? <laughs> I think the power of invisibility. Like oh. I can just go into someone's <laughs> life what? without. I think that would be fun. It's very selfish though. That will not change the how the world is turning <laughs> in right now. So I don't know. Um, it's okay. So, okay, so that's your personal thing. If you would have been Miss Universe, what would be your Miss Universe answer for that? Your Miss Universe version. <laughs> and the power that can change world poverty, <laughs> world peace. <laughs> World peace, uh, world poverty, okay? The power to solve all these problems. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, thank you so much, Jonah, for imparting your knowledge, your words, and wit to us, to our listeners out there. And uh, yeah. where where can our listeners find you? Your social media platforms. Uh, on in, I'm very active on Instagram, or not really, but yeah, I, I will be active on Instagram. <laughs> um, my main platform is backpacking with a book. But if you love cooking, gardening, and seeing cute photos of my cats, then it's Home Homes. Like home and then H U M S. Home Homes. Yeah. Mm. That's All it. right. <laughs> Thank you. Oh.